Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 241 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. It is 11.15, 11.20 at night. I'm getting to this podcast a little bit late. It's been a long day. I was up uh, working in Habitat Projects today and just just a miserable day. Today's one of the first real days we've had snow. The elk were starting to get pushed in. Saw about 30 head moving into the meadow today. And so we're starting to get some movement of these animals as the higher elevations start to get snow. And it was kind of fun to see. We're also getting quite a bit of movement uh, from mule deer as they are starting to move around. As the seasons wrap up, there's still a few uh, cow elk tags going on and a few uh, spike and bull hunts going on but all in all the hunts are starting to wrap up in a lot of these areas we still have some cwmus near where i'm working and they are still wrapping up their hunts a lot of their hunts are done with the bull tags they've still got some cow tags but it was just kind of fun to be up there today and to just see the changing of the seasons as you start to see snow blanket the grounds. The one thing that was interesting today is we were, there was a group of us, a couple of us, and we were talking about some of the different challenges that we face, uh, especially the habitat manager as he faces making decisions. And a lot of these decisions are lifelong decisions or, or I should say lasting decisions that whether you uh, graze a patch, how long should you graze it and the damage that can happen from grazing, overgrazing or not grazing enough, as well as juniper removals. They're doing a big juniper removal project where they're going to remove 90% of the trees, 80 to 90% of the trees in this one area. And it's hugely overgrown or vastly overgrown. There's a lot and they're going to virtually take it down to nothing and it'll change the landscape for a long time. So we were just kind of talking about uh, altering the landscapes and the the impacts that happen there. And then as we were driving some of these back roads, doing habitat assessment and looking over these areas, we were talking about beavers. Uh, Beavers have been one of the, the fun things that I've been able to watch as the Division of Wildlife has been planting beavers in certain areas and moving beavers here and there and just allowing the beavers to do their natural work. But with that comes the challenges. And again, just like all wildlife, that no matter what you do in a positive direction, it's going to affect the outcome in another area. So they planted beavers along these areas and they've allowed beavers to move on their own as the juveniles get old enough and they leave the the dens and they move to these other areas they've started flooding a lot of these zones we had a road that went through the bottom of this area that didn't have any beavers in it and as soon as the beavers started to take over the road started to get flooded one of the challenges you have with these areas that haven't had beavers and then you bring beavers in is oftentimes without beavers the water table is lower but as soon as you start to bring beavers in and they start to dam these areas up it raises the water table up so you get a whole bunch of flooding and you also get a lot more plants and different things that have largely been unable to grow just because the environment wasn't friendly to them 
But once the beavers move in, these plants start growing willows and uh, whatever different types of riparian plants. But then the water table rises, you start flooding your roads. So they've had to come in, create new roads. I was laughing the other day. There was a, a tourist attraction near where I'm working and they had a bunch of plastic benches for their guests. And the beavers have grabbed a hold of these plastic benches and they've pulled them in. Uh, they've pulled them down into the river and used it to dam up. And now they're flooding out their campground and they're using their own benches to flood the campground of this area. It was kind of funny. While talking to the manager, he talked about a story where they were having some beavers move into an area and it was blocking off a culvert and it was flooding a lot of issues and it was stopping some of their irrigation and they use irrigation to feed their horses and whatnot. So they had to go in and do some beaver removals. And so they hired a trapper to come in and the beavers took the sticks, jammed it through the trap. They then ripped the trap out and they used the trap to bury in their dam as part of uh, holding their dam together. So not only did the beavers come in, set off the trap, but then they used the traps for their own purposes. But just like all decisions in wildlife, uh, things have lasting effects. And so wildlife managers, habitat managers have to be aware of those challenges. That's the one thing that struck me today as you look out across the landscape and the snow is hitting is just the lasting decisions that these managers are going to make are going to have huge impacts on one way or another. One of the challenges that the habitat manager was talking about today is uh, when they're pulling sheep off, they're bringing them into an area. And the challenge that he faces is if they bring the sheep out too early before all the trucks can get there, they're going to have to turn these sheep out to graze. You can't keep them all pinned up. So they're going to have to turn them out to graze. But how long can you graze them? And what are the impacts? So if you have 500 sheep, 2,000 sheep, whatever it is, all waiting in a pen, and then the trucks can't get up there for one reason or another, you turn these sheep out and let them graze the meadow in that area. But how long can you graze it for before it creates huge habitat degradation and you have long-lasting impacts on these riparian areas as well as these meadows. Now these meadows don't get grazed very much. Uh, the, whatever grazing happens is usually from deer and elk. And so the challenges that he faces is there's that possibility of having huge degradation issues. So what they've been doing is they bring in their sheep as many as they think they can haul out. And if there's any extras, then they've got to send them back up the mountain and try the process again, just because there's this huge possibility of overgrazing and creating habitat degradation. Another challenge is juniper removals. How much should you remove? And is it actually, is there uh, an impact uh, that's good or bad. And we know that there's some, there's some impacts, uh, habitat destruction. As you send equipment in to do the juniper removals, there's going to be some habitat destruction, depending on whether you're mulching it down or doing the lop and scatter. 
lop and scatter, there's going to be less of a habitat effect. But with the mulching, you got to bring heavy equipment in and you go in and you remove these junipers, you mulch them, grind them up into dust or chips, and then you leave. But this equipment is then going to tear up the ground. And depending on what time of season you're going to do this habitat uh, improvement project with this equipment, it, the later and the closer it gets to snowing, the more issues you're going to have with traction, you're going to start to tear up the habitat. And so now you're faced with this challenge of, am I going to destroy or create more habitat issues when I'm doing these juniper removals? And all the different methods that you're using can have an impact. And it's long lasting, these impacts, whether uh, on habitat whether you use lop and scatter or you're using machinery, there's going to be some long-lasting impacts. And managers have to be cognizant of that. They have to be aware of each decision they make. And then they have to take in the different factors of whether uh, the sportsmen are going to be okay with what they're doing. The non-consumptive, are they going to be okay with it? As well as just the general public? Are they going to be okay with the decisions? And largely, uh, one group or another is going to be unhappy or upset with the way these things work out. And so it's just important. The one thing I realized today, that it's just important for wildlife managers and habitat managers to be aware of the decisions that they are making and how these things play out. It's not as simple uh, it's easy for me to be an armchair quarterback and sit back and say, oh, this is a great decision. You ought to do this because this is going to be so much better. But the timing of some of these decisions can have an impact on habitat or wildlife based upon the season. Um, a situation that I saw play out that, that helps me understand this a little bit better is we had a herd of elk that was coming down into hayfields and causing problems. And so they instituted a hunt and the hunt had the opposite effect. Instead of pushing the elk higher up into the mountains, they actually were hunting behind the elk and they were pushing them deeper into urban areas. And they ended up getting on a highway and near a highway and it caused a lot of uh, upset feelings. Um, these elk ended up coming into a dairy and they got into haylage and their guts, uh, the gut biomes within their stomach couldn't handle the amount of hay haylage. And so they started to bloat. And the longer these elk were in this area feeding on the haylage that the farmer was having a difficult time fencing out, the more they started to die. I remember sitting in the parking lot uh, watching this situation play out. And I was trying to keep the elk off the highway. And I heard people yelling, they're shooting, they're shooting the elk. And I look up and the elk were running because somebody had scared them. And as the elk were running, they would just drop over because their stomachs were exploding. Ultimately, what they determined happened is this late hunt that they had instituted had caused these elk to push further and deeper into this area that they didn't want them to. By changing their hunt structure, they were able to keep the elk a little bit higher in these areas that could tolerate hunts instead of pushing them deeper into these areas. And so, again, it's all about the decisions and learning from these decisions, but it's never as easy as we think it is. 
All right, you guys. Hope you have a great day. Stay wild.